Ramble. Hey guys, so this is a very special episode. So I got the chance to interview Ryan Higa of Niga Higa fame. I consider him a good friend, a great guy, and an awesome YouTuber. And uh, I got to interview him right before we went to VidCon, uh, which was about a month ago. And uh, yeah, enjoy. And by the way, uh, shout out to Upstart.com for sponsoring this episode. Let's get to it. Literally every girl YouTuber or influencer that I've talked to has had serious stalker problems. People that are messaging them constantly. Some people get hundreds of emails a day from the same person. If I were to like restart like everything, if I started today, I know for a fact that nobody would see it. Without some kind of collab or some kind of help, there's just too much out there. The vocabulary is, oh, we never announced it. Like, as if you have to announce. <laughs> it's like, what do you announce usually? Engagement and wedding, right? You don't have to be like, I'm announcing to the world this is my girlfriend. And it's weird that that's a position that a lot of people find themselves in. It's Angry Birds one. is pretty good. It's yeah, a pretty no, good that's movie. That's why I was like, oh, you yeah, didn't it's like getting it? Yeah, a sequel. I know, which I was not invited back to. <laughs> really? Yeah, but Anthony was. Wow. <laughs> wow, Angry Birds. Like four right. summer games. Is that where you guys go somewhere and then just shoot a bunch of stuff? Yeah. We went out to Barstow. It's our Why? summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> Why Barstow? <laughs> it was apocalypse themed, so we just uh, out very out yep. in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Probably the only reason why you go to Barstow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does look like that. <laughs> to go die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Smoshcast. We have a very super special boy here today. Uh, Mari Takahashi. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, oh, and I guess uh, Ryan. Ryan. I'm also here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Mari. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> no, but really though, Ryan Higa is here. Uh, this is this is very. This feels very special, um, and was not something that was really planned. Very last minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so this <laughs> yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I should, uh, disclaimer, uh, we recorded this right before VidCon. So we recorded this about a month and a half ago or so. Um, we just couldn't put this podcast out yet because we had a bunch of uh, Smash Summer Games stuff. So this comes out way late. So I apologize if anybody we mention now is dead. We didn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. So dark. It's, it's possible, though. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> dead or canceled. So, Betty yeah. White, I hope you're still with us. She will always be with us. <laughs> I think so. I, I don't know canceled. how she does it. Yeah. yeah. At least she'll be in our hearts. I know. We wanted to get you on the podcast, and I hit you up, and I was like, hey, like, come come by in like August, because that's when we're going to be recording. And you're like, I'm actually in LA today. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if you were going to be free or not, because I, I just don't know in August. I don't plan that far ahead like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well... But I did want to do it at some point. Yeah. Well, I know because, yeah, I went I went over, I, I visited you in, in Vegas and um, did did your podcast and that was a lot of fun. I was like, yeah, I'd love to have you on. But like getting getting your ass out of Vegas is so <laughs> hard, Ryan. I know. I know. It's so hard. It's just, I'm just not the biggest fan of LA. <laughs> I know there's so many people here and I actually have more friends here than in Vegas, but I just, I'm not the biggest fan. I think you just haven't found the right spot. Maybe. But I don't like, like, just even like living, like, leave, coming here, right? Yeah. It took like, I don't know, like 25 minutes and I'm like really close. I don't know. You're like yeah. across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up in Hawaii. So, you know, it's like very, uh, I'm not used to having to deal with crowds in yeah. general. And that's the one thing LA is known for, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple people here. Yeah. There's couple. a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you lived here in LA for like a year and a half, about, like, two years? Yeah, about two years. In North Hollywood. 
Yeah. And every single time I'd have to leave there, I, it was the same thing. I would never leave. So there's no point in being here. I would just be in my like apartment. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of like isolating and yeah, Vegas definitely, um, you can get around places a lot yep. faster. No, you don't have to worry about parking. Valet's usually free. But if you want to see your friends, you got to fly to LA. So There's no state income tax. So, I mean, if you guys want to. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so you're all about the a, money. Yeah, That's it's what it all is. about the money. Yeah. Actually, Pete and I considered <clears throat> moving to moving half mm-hmm. of our like operations to Vegas. And I think we were talking about this like a yep. month ago um, because be of that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of creators now out in Vegas as well. It's not just Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's more people going out there. Yeah. Yep. So this is the intervention. Uh, Ian, we're, we're moving, right? We're, <laughs> we're it could expand. I mean, like, you could have this set up anywhere, right? Mm. That's not true. I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to pitch right also, now. Also, we like to – sometimes we like to shoot outside. And um, Vegas, I don't know, like, if it's that changed or anything, but I'm pretty sure it's a desert – you know what's interesting, though? I was telling people, and I might just be making this up. I'm probably going to cause controversy for saying this, but ever since, like, I, I've been there for, like, about nine, 11 years. Uh, and over the course of those 11 years, every single summer has been getting less hot. And we've been, we, it's like, it's, it, I don't know what it is. Global warming is the opposite in Vegas. <laughs> I feel like it's been raining more, and, like, it, it used to get hot in, like, June. It was only in like the 90s. Well, <laughs> global warm- warming is all about like extreme things happening, right? So well, like unexpected change, stuff. Climate change, they say. Yeah. Not so, warming. So like so um, maybe it's good it for Vegas. snowed in <laughs> Vegas, did. right? That was weird. Yeah, I know. But like it's been so much cooler. I was like, oh, it's, it's like July and it's not like, over 110. I guess you could say because uh, of climate change, hell is freezing over. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I don't know. But it was, it was very odd. Because <laughs> I was like, if it gets hotter here, no one's going to want to live here. It's been like the same or less, I feel like, every summer. Mm. I also could be making stuff up. It could just be in my head. But I remember it being a lot hotter. You're yeah, we just bring... getting colder. Perhaps. <laughs> You're becoming a lizard. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, I don't know if this is still topical since this is like a, like a month and a half later, but we felt earthquakes in Los Angeles this past week. Yeah. Did you feel them in Vegas? So the first one, right, was like a six. Four, six yeah. point four. Yeah. Uh, I was actually driving from. It was last week. Well, last a month and three <laughs> weeks. <ago. laughs> we. I was driving, so we didn't feel it from okay. here to uh, to Vegas actually. Um, and then the last one, the seven point something. That's the one I felt. Really? Yeah. All the way out in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It just felt like a little like. I was on my bed, so it was like rolling. It felt like a little water bed or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. This Except it was all the ground below you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turned into a water bed. I also, I mean, I don't know if you felt it when you were at my house, but like they're like blowing up the mountain. <laughs> so I feel little earthquakes all the time. So it wasn't like, I was just, I knew it was an earthquake because of what happened earlier yeah. and how long it was lasting. But normally my, my house shakes all the time. Just, they're blowing up the mountain. Dude, okay, okay. I want to know, like, when when you got that place, because yeah. you're in this kind of like area they're they're developing. Did they warn you that they would be blowing up mountains around your house? They did after. I mean, <laughs> it was like a few explosions until I realized, okay, these aren't earth. I used, I even tweeted it the first t- couple of times it happened. I was like, did anyone else feel that earthquake? And nobody, re- and any, no one related to it. I was like, what's going on? Because it was like my whole house shaking. It was pretty. It was like it was pretty intense. Do you have any idea when it's going to stop? I guess when they're done developing, we're like oh. at the very edge of Vegas, like on the mountains. So, oh, so like, they're like making more Vegas. I, th- yeah. I think so. 
That's um, incredible. They're like, what are these dumb mountains? It's supposed to be flat, like a <laughs> desert, yeah. just like flat. <laughs> Get rid of these mountains. But there's a lot of interesting stuff because we are at the edge. Like I've seen like rams and like tarantulas and scorpions. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's interesting. Not necessarily good, but I see I'm not pitching coy- Vegas very well. <laughs> I see coyotes in my neighborhood, Yeah, which is like weird because you think you're in a city, so you're not going to see any wildlife and... I always see coyotes just kind of like walking around. And there's a lot of um, lost dog, lost small dog posters around my neighborhood. Oh, that's a I'm bummer. Like, yep, coyote. Did you t- did you already tell your story about the cats? Uh, or do you not want to get into that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I ever did because I, I told you about the all the cats. The, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there was, I had a neighbor that I never really met. I would just kind of see like just like little like bits, like little like wisps of her like kind of like walking around older lady and there was like there was always cats around like and I couldn't get a count of how many but there was many one day I I finally met like her niece who lives in a different part of the house it's a very strange house she was like oh yeah she had dementia and she told me she was taking care of these cats turns out she wasn't taking care of the cats and none of them were fixed and no. <laughs> and so like for for like 3 for like 3 years I just heard just like cat orgies all the time. I just watched that South Park episode actually. <laughs> it was the cat orgy. Yeah, one. that's basically outside my house. And that's that was... why you have coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like prime food for them. You would think so, but I think cats since they can climb up trees, they, can they probably it. stay safe, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I the coyotes clearly aren't doing their job well enough mm-hmm. because um the niece finally got a um, cat rescue to come and capture the cats, fix them, and then release them back out because they're pretty much feral. And they caught 16 cats. Oh, my goodness. That's it. That's the 16 cats in one house? It was – well, she, so she left a window open that the cats could freely run in and out of the house. So I think that's probably also why the coyotes didn't eat them because they could mm-hmm. always just run inside the house. Now they're all fixed. They kind of like – they snip like the top of one ear so they're marked that they've been fixed. Um, they snip their ear? Yeah. They cut a little corner like off the top of their ear. So uh-huh. like – so you would see them in the wild and know that they've been fixed. So you don't have to capture there's them. There's probably a better way, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, ima- I imagine the cats are like gonna be privy to it, and they're like, "Let me just take a bite out of your ear, man." That's how you don't get your balls yeah. not like like yeah. taken off. <laughs> you want your ears, or you want your balls? <laughs> Interesting. That's that's the choice my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why your ears. Yep, snipped. You chose yeah. the ears. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard it was a hard choice. Uh, but yeah, so now I just now there's just always a cat party outside my house. Mm-hmm. Like there, no more orgies. I hear some fights sometimes, but like none of the. That's the anymore. that's the horny cat sound. Yeah, it's like the horny cat sound. That's yeah, not Damn, good. You know that. Yeah, you actually know that. I live that. <laughs> I've heard way too many. I've heard more cat sex than I really have ever needed to hear in in a lifetime. So Ryan, you've been you've been on YouTube. About as long as as I have. You've been making YouTube videos for like 13 years, something like that. Yeah, Almost, like 06. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. I think I actually started making videos, yeah, 06. Something yeah. like that. It's privated, so. <laughs> it's all lip syncs. That's why I write so sick. You privated those? Yeah, because I don't want to get in trouble. Well, it was a long time ago when I privated them. Did you private? I remember you had like a a school project video. Yep. It was like a serious, like, like three dr- of them. dramatic video. About like, not drinking and driving. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It, it, it was, I have all those probably somewhere. Yeah. Um, there was like a video productions 
class that me and Sean were in, and actually it was actually film. Like we were supposed to learn about film, but um, our teacher, <laughs> d- d- he did not know anything. Like we knew more and we didn't, we didn't know anything either. But he was like learning on the spot. He would learn from the book that day and then teach us stuff and then just give us assignments. Yeah, that's, we did a bunch of those. Like we did that super serious anti-PSA drinking. I think it was a drinking thing, like don't drink and drive thing. Yeah. And then we had to do one that was like toying with stop motion, which I just had like a toy Power Ranger basically just move on its own. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I didn't know what stop motion was at the time, but yeah. yeah so there's, there's, there's a few school projects that were up. They're all privated. <laughs> You should make them public. They all have music in them. Oh. Yeah. I didn't Slow know. Slow down the whole thing. That wasn't, a, yeah. <laughs> Is that what it, does that actually work? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if it's slow enough? Probably not. Yeah, it doesn't work. Let's try. Let's let's try to get you demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had to stop making I Dare Yous because they're age-restricted and inappropriate. Really? Yeah, you know, just a disclaimer, but, you know, I guess people will do it. I don't know. That's strange. I think YouTube just picks and chooses what they want to or who they want to demonetize, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty arbitrary. Um, Yeah, I know because, yeah, Anthony and I, we went on, we did an I Dare You with you. And I licked the bottom of one of your shoes, Mm -hmm. like from, I believe it was from top to bottom. I think it went from like the heel all the way up to the toe. Mm -hmm. That was. um, It's not too bad. Yeah. We've done some really nasty things on that show. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't fake it. Like, we, it's it's real. It's disgusting. What what, what, what was the worst one um, out of your memory? So once uh, Greg, he had to lick the, uh, what is it called? The basin of like, a toilet bowl. And it was after a party. So like, if guys, you know, guys are pissing no, no, and no, like, no, 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 yeah, no, so no, no, underneath no, no, no. the, it's the basin, right? Underneath the lid. And the seat, you lift the seat up and there's like dried No, 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 no. This is getting demonetized. No, he did. He had to, he licked the entire rim and he just goes, it's so salty. So now we, there's so much taste. So that's how you know. That's that umami. It's up there. I've also seen one of our guys eat earwax. Like straight Sean's earwax. Um, I mean, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. It's, it's not it's as It's not bad. a toilet bowl. Did um, he didn't get sick? No, no. Wow, human bodies are. If you think amazing. about it, though, there's probably dirtier things than pi- like piss. I mean, that's true, but, but it is a lot of people's different piss. Yeah, so what is in there? You know, it's like you ever play King's Cup, that drinking game where you all pour into uh-huh. the same cup, and yep. then the loser has to drink it. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's, it's like the King's Cup of toilet seat piss. Yep. Did you ever think about when you played? Uh, you guys played beer pong. I'm sure, like yeah. growing up. Uh, growing up, like in college or something. <laughs> like last but, week. But I don't, did you guys ever do the thing? Like, do you put water in there? Do you put actual beer in there? See, this, we were dumb uh-huh. and we didn't, we didn't realize this hack of filling the cups with water and then just having yep. a cup of beer on the side. No one did that. Yeah. Now we do, like if, not that we play it a lot, but if we were to do it, it would, you don't think about that stuff, right? Yeah. And that stuff is dirty, man. Mm-hmm. The ball's like hitting the ground and like people's, if you think about it, they're walking in piss. So we're probably taking in piss all the time. That's back true. Back in the day. That's true. I mean. Oh, wow. I didn't well, even think about that. I definitely ingested worse because we <laughs> we played in our garage mm-hmm. and that's we parked our cars there. Mm. And then when, when we had like a party, we would pull our cars out of the garage and, and put the table there and play beer pong in the garage. Where like, so the balls are rolling on like where our tires had been. And the tires have been on roadkill and a bunch of 
who knows? Piss, probably. Poop. People. Yep. Oil. Oil. You have, yeah. You have yeah. oil stomach. And for See, some reason, and I, you're fine. Y- yeah, yeah. For the most part. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, our garage was carpeted because I think the people before us were running like an illegal daycare out of out of that garage. Uh-huh. So it was just probably it's definitely not clean. Um, and yeah, we would just the whole thing with like beer pong is you have your cups full of beer. And then you have your cup on the on the side full of water that is like the washing cup yep. that, we, you know, when the ball goes rolling across the oil and pee and, and roadkill, you just dip the ball in the water and you're like, oh, now it's clean. But it's now really it, just creating a soup that's yeah. getting dirty. And you got to think about every, not only that, it's just you're also getting everyone's hands. Oh, yeah. All the DNA, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the dead skin cells and hair. Yep. <sighs> it's a very dirty game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dirty conversation. So the whole point is a little pee never hurt anyone. There's worse things that you've taken in. I mean, we've all at, taken in worse. Yeah. Look at Bear Grylls. I mean, that guy's exactly. drink his piss all the time. And he survives. I think it's probably, I, I would, and somebody, sh- I mean, scientists back me up on this, but it's probably, it's probably more dangerous to, to uh, lick, to- pee on a toilet seat. No, pee on the toilet bowl rim. Mm-hmm. Probably more dangerous to lick lick a belly button than it is to lick that. I don't know if that's true. Are you making know, that up or did you hear that? I heard that belly the belly button dirty. has like more bacteria in it than a uh, toilet seat. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather lick a belly button. I mean, you think about you think about your belly button like it's like collecting yeah, stuff. Yeah. I have hair around my belly button, and mm-hmm. it and it acts like a you know in Star Wars the Sarlacc pit. In uh, was that yep. episode two? Was it three? Episode three, the thing, the big like j- like teethy maw that Boba Fett gets kicked into. Um, my belly button is like that for lint, and so like because I have this hair all around my belly button that is all in in the direction of my belly button, it just acts as this like sarlacc pit for lint. So this is information neither. Keep going, dude. I want to hear. Stop interrupting. To to all the listeners who are eating at the moment, this podcast is brought to you by Ian's lint hair in his belly button. Yep. We're just trying to keep it real, you know? Like Yeah. It's not a little piss never hurt anyone, but a little lint might. It might according to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's like a little like treasure thing, you know? And if I'm wearing like several different shirts throughout the day, I'll get like- Changes colors? I'll get like a multicolored like lint in my belly button. You know, it's weird. I don't get belly button lint. Yeah. But Do you have I hair around your belly button? Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't ever have like a, like a, like lint. Like I've seen like, even like, so like Will, he gets it as well. Um, but maybe it's the shape of belly buttons for like, the different mm. ethnicities. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't you're get both lint. white. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like me and like Derek and like all the Asian dudes we have, they ain't got like any belly button lint. Conspiracy. Dude. Think about that. Ask a scientist. I think we're on to something We here. might be. I think this needs to be added to 23andMe. Like where they say like you have like a propensity to have mm-hmm. like hard earwax or whatever based on your ethnicity. They should say if you're more likely to get belly button lint. If yeah, I'm certain. actually curious about that, actually. Because hmm. I used to hear, I mean, obviously everyone knows what belly button lint is, but I was always curious, like, oh, how does that even happen? Because mm-hmm. it never happens. <laughs> For real, it never happens to me. So, like, I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's an ethnicity thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't have hair around my belly button, so I don't know. But I don't. I also don't get any belly buttons. You don't have lint. hair. No, weird. I wax all of my so very thick stomach hair. <laughs> so strange. We also did that. You also did that laser thing, right? Oh yeah, that's I, like a life changer. It huh. is. Does that last though? Um, when do you have to keep doing it? Let's see. It's lasted like, gosh, the first time I got it done was probably like eight years ago. And it lasted, and then I re-upped maybe three years ago. Okay. Damn. Yeah. yeah. For like- It does change everything, because you just were like- Were you a hairy person? Not too hairy, but it's like, as a girl, it's like, sometimes it's just inconvenient. Yeah, it's and up- then just, upkeep. Like, you don't have to think about it ever, so it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Now you know what it's like to, to, to be, a, be a traditional guy. Just but a hairless like, one. Well, yeah, but, but not have to. Yeah. I know what it's like to be a Kendall. <laughs> but you don't have to like, you know, because I know typically a lot of girls are like, oh, like they take a shower and they're like, well, now I got to shave my legs and do all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, peace. <laughs> like, That's true. I'm just going out the door. <laughs> yeah. I take like 10 minute showers now just because there's no upkeep. See, that's what it's like to be a dude. Yeah. Or be hairless, I or guess. Or be hairless. Dolphin life. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, you mentioned um, a little bit earlier before our belly button conversation, um, how long Ryan's been on YouTube and how long you've been on YouTube. And like for me, coming in as somebody who perpetually watched YouTube, especially Ryan's stuff, before I was ever on it, it's like I see you guys as like, you guys are like the grandfathers of YouTube. Like you guys. Just old. Yes. Mm -hmm. And wise, though. (laughs) You know, Asian cultures have that parallel. So (laughs) I'm going to give that to you guys. Um, No, but I mean, you guys have been around for so long. It's like you have constructed the history of what we know of YouTube. I have a question. What's your secret sauce? Like, how, how do you... Make it last for this Don't long. Don't say sauce. That's weird. What's your secret sauce? Give me What's your secret sauce? <laughs> What's your Szechuan sauce? I yeah. feel like we've, I feel like Ryan and I have done sort of, we've sort of like got done, gone down different paths. Mm-hmm. Like we sort of started in the same place and then, and then we sort of went down kind of like separate paths and both paths, like there's no path that's like the wrong path, right? Because I've, I've always been more to collaborate with the people I work with and and release some of my creative control on things and for me that keeps me sane hmm. and and for me my my thought is like i i don't think i'm i don't think i know the most out of everyone and i and i don't think that my ideas are are always the best so i'm always more willing to kind of like release some of that control Whereas Ryan, like you've you've helmed this ship, like since I mean basically the beginning, and well, I have help. You but have for help the, for the writing stuff. Yeah, I do other writing. Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, like creatively, you have like one hundred percent control, right? I mean, yeah. you're you're kind of there from like the very beginning to the very end, involved in like every process essentially, right? For the most part, yeah. Why is that? Like I said, it's, it's, I mean, I guess you were asking what longevity wise. I mean, I think it's just a preference what you want out of it. And for me, it was kind of like, um, I just like creating cool things, like things that I didn't know how to do. So things that I want to, like, I haven't done. And I mean, I could have, I, I, I could have, I guess, released that control, but it was just like, I had such a specific voice that I wanted to, I guess, 
give to people. And uh, I mean, I did try even looking for some writers at one point, and it just it was more work to to take what they did and try and explain why it wouldn't work for me. But it's a good idea. It's not like I'm not saying my ideas are better. It's just from my channel and for me, it was I was not open to changing that. Yeah, basically, I mean, it's preference. I mean, like you said, there's no right or wrong way, and like uh, it would be a smart, smarter business decision to do what you did. I think in terms of like longevity and like like being able to upload as frequently as you guys do. You know, like I think that wasn't on my part. It wasn't the smartest thing financially. It's just my personal preference of what I wanted to do. Looking at some of your videos, it's pretty it's pretty obvious that it can't be done creatively without the complete control of one person. I don't know. Cause it, cause like looking at like, I think you did it like two years ago. You're, you're, um, you had like a conspiracy video. I've done a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just like you're, you're like chained from like one thing to the next. It's like, so it's so complex. And like, I just like, there's, there's a lot of videos that I just watch. I'm like, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> But it's, I think it comes from like, it's, it's just coming from your brain. And I think yeah. that's, that's, that is something that I guess, you know, I don't think a collaboration could quite get there because it has to come from like one very specific kind of um, mindset. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely, there's definitely strengths and, and weaknesses to, to right. both. It's dope because from an outsider's perspective, like, like all of us knowing that there is no handbook for like how to YouTube, it just sounds like it's like following your voice and like continuously doing that regardless how many years you've been doing it and then just like I don't know I, like honing your craft and then god there, there was like another point that I, I thought of but it's like it's interesting it's like just raw talent is what it sounds like like where you guys found YouTube as an outlet but at the same time you guys already had this inherent thing it wasn't like learned off of other YouTube YouTubers or things like yeah. that like it just was already there which is like, what a cool magical recipe. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a different time, you know, like back in the day when we first started, I guess, I don't know, I don't know when it happened, the partnership program, but like we, yeah. we did it literally, there was no money. Nobody thought there was going to be money. At least I didn't. I yeah. don't know if you guys knew that No, or we not. had like a small like merch thing going on. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was, it was like real substantial mm -hmm. amount of money until, right. until YouTube partnership program, mm -hmm. which yeah. was like the ads running on videos. I think the reason why we have the sort of like voices that we do is because when we were, when we were starting to find our voices, there, w there weren't trends on YouTube. Mm. There wasn't like a specific rule book and you're you were kind of touching on that there wasn't like a rule book and and people to follow there like, weren't challenges yeah like mm -hmm. nowadays it's like it's like a lot of people a lot of people are seeing like and it's always with one trend or the, the next but currently it's like a lot of people are seeing mr beast and they're like oh i just have to make those kinds mm -hmm. of videos so there's a lot of people that are <clears throat> following the, right. they're just they're getting views by following a specific trend that somebody else started mm -hmm. but there were no trends for us to follow like sketch comedy was like kind of a kind of a thing back then when we started so i guess you could say we kind of went in that trend but we couldn't really see a specific way to get popular on youtube it was just we were just right. doing our thing mm -hmm. so then how do you see um or how yeah how do you see youtube the way it's going now I mean, now that people are doing it, not just for yeah. just to make videos, but to actually become YouTubers and become famous and things like that. <laughs> I mean, 
it is what it is. Like it's, you gotta adjust to a certain degree. It's just tough. Like even if you, if I were to like restart like everything, if I started today, I know for a fact that nobody would see it. I'm pre very sure without some kind of collab or some kind of help, there's just too much out there. And um, yeah, I, I, it, I'm very sure it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to learn what I've learned because I wouldn't have probably continued. And most people start off and don't make it unless they have some kind of help these days, I think. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm sure there's some diamonds in the rough, right, that get found. They have one viral video and um, they they know how to milk it. But a lot of times it's just one-offs and they don't know how to, it's just too instant. They haven't learned how to deal with that or capitalize on it. Currently, YouTube is the most lucrative place for, for social media people to be. But I think a lot of people are getting their start maybe on other platforms and right. then and then moving over to YouTube to sort of build their career when when i was like first watching you on youtube you hit this niche of asian americans being in the in the spotlight in a very very different way from what we would normally see like on television and movies and that is the reason why like i was drawn to youtube more than watching stuff on tv and stuff but did you ever think that you would be in that position of being like inspirational to people who are watching you in that mm. sense or did you ever want that i so I was always getting pushed a lot from like once it started to get more traction to it. I, um, like I said, I grew up in Hawaii, so there's a ton of Asians there, like specifically <laughs> a lot of Japanese people. And um, I never felt the same way a lot of other people who even my friends now, because they grew up, you know, in California or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never felt the exact same type of, uh, I got bullied, but not in the same way. <laughs> like mm -hmm. yeah. I, I didn't feel that same kind of like, oh, I'm a minority. I, I understand like, you know, there's there wasn't many Asian people to watch on TV and look up to and stuff like that. I get that. But for me, constantly getting pushed by like the Asian community to like push Asian content. Mm. Um, and, and they were like, I mean, it was in a nice way, not like they were like so thankful and I didn't understand why. Um, I get it now. I, I get it. But uh, at the time, I never tried to cater uh, my content towards like something. I, I didn't want to be just making Asian content, like yeah. just yeah. jokes for just Asian people. I, I just wanted to create stuff I thought was funny or interesting. And then, you know, I just so happened to be Asian. Mm -hmm. And it's not like written for like Asian jokes or Asian, uh, you know, I have some videos like that, but. Yeah, yeah. which I think, I think that's better. Like, I think, I think that helps normalize it more than, than creating content just for the Asian community. Because I mean, what, a lot of the problems that I had with, I think what held a lot of like um, minority groups back in like media was you would have people like back in the day of um, like Mad TV, like Bobby Lee always had to play like the sort of like the Asian guy mm -hmm. doing Asian people things, yeah. you know? And I feel like that that's damaging for normalizing sort of Asians in media. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that you weren't catering your content, I think, helps yeah. yeah but i was yeah. also on like i said i was unaware that i was doing that because <laughs> i was just like i see what i like on tv and i'm gonna do that yeah. i don't care if it's you know I, if they don't want me as an actor because i'm asian that's fine i'm just gonna do it myself mm -hmm. so that it was more that attitude versus like i'm gonna do this for the you know for the there's nothing wrong with that because i like i loved wong fu's content mm -hmm. you know you i'm sure you kind of were drawn to them as well yeah um but like their content was so focused on and it's a good thing for the asian community but so focused on like promoting asian americans and and talking about specifically that culture i guess and i guess for me naturally i i knew the smart thing would be like to kind of ride that um 
But I just, like I said, my upbringing was different from a lot of people. I feel like yours uh, is kind of like paralleled to like Rami Malek on iRobot or not iRobot, Mr. Robot. <laughs> you know, oh, the, Mr. oh, the singer. The, um, is that he the guy? In... The Freddie Mercury? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So when he was cast as um, Mr. Robot, I think his character's name is like a very like Caucasian name. It's like Matthew Anderson or something like that. Um, and they kept that same name, but he's... A person of color and um it's never like distinguished like that it's a weird thing at all he's just a hacker guy this is what he looks like this is his name and you just take it for what it is and i think that's exactly what you're saying Ian. it's like in order to normalize it you don't have to he doesn't have to play into the fact that he is egyptian right he's just a guy who hacks and that's just his character he's right. you know an, an, an egyptian american or whatever it is but i think that's more of the path that you took. And yeah, I definitely saw that from your content too. Like you, it wasn't like you had to cater a certain way. You didn't have to pander a certain way. You were just you. And I think that's exactly what was so cool about YouTube is that you got to see different types of people in a completely different light than like the box that you're put in when you're looking at more Hollywood mm -hmm. things. And I think sort of the focus of your content, the typical kind of... Um, things you would see other people doing where it's like it was about like friendship and and just being silly i mean that's something that like anthony and i did in the beginning where it's just like it's just it's relatable because it's like two friends just making like dumb videos and that's relatable to everyone like regardless of of like your your sort of background like everybody has a friend that you want to just like make dumb videos with not everybody has a friend oh it's insensitive. damn <laughs> i have right. a question mm -hmm. If YouTube never, like, took off the way it did and nothing came out of it, what do you think you'd be doing right now as a job? I probably would have – so I had to make a decision um, in 08 or 09 when I was in college, basically, at UNLV, um, to either drop out and continue YouTube or to stay in college. And I was doing nuclear medicine at the time, so probably that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, even I, know I don't know if I would have made it, but – what? I don't even know what that is. It's like the next, like one level, but like after X-ray, right? It's kind of like that. Uh, nuke med is like like radiology. Oh yeah, something nuke injected med, to whatever. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> like like Spider Man. Yeah. Basically, okay. Let's just say I would have done X-ray. <laughs> I would have been an X-ray tech, probably. Oh. A glorified X-ray oh, tech. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. But I didn't like it. I just like, oh, this is not too much school. It's not like a doctor. And it doesn't cost that much, but it makes decent money. Okay. That's the reason why. That was my reasoning. Hell that yeah. was my whole, like, my, that was the dream growing up, you know? Like, I got to get course. good grades so I can get to an average college. <laughs> you know? And UNLV, they <laughs> had this. Pass. Yeah, they had this uh, program with Hawaii specifically, like, I don't know why so many people go there. I was going to ask you, because didn't you say that, like, the most Hawaiians that live out of Hawaii live in Las Vegas or something I don't like know that? if that's true, but we call it the Ninth Island. <laughs> there's eight, we call it the Ninth Island because there's so many there, right? Um, Why? Is it I, just... I don't know. Maybe it's a scholarship program. It's called a WUI scholarship. I don't know if they still have it, but it's basically you, spay, you pay in-state tuition. So that's the reason why I went there. What? Yeah. People thought like, oh, why do you go to... Like everyone thought I was going because it's a party school, right? It's... I didn't have that many... I didn't go to that many parties. It was like a normal school with a lot of Hawaii people. That's and I think so... because now there's so many Hawaii people, a lot of them still go there because it's like comfortable. There's Hawaiian food everywhere. Like it's... Now it makes sense why people go there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just like yeah, you grew up around all the humidity, so it's just people want to get out of that, so they go to the driest place on yep. earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 
That's I will say I had to learn how to use like chapstick and stuff because in Hawaii you don't need that stuff or lotion, <laughs> and I just have to, you need it there. Yeah, the yeah. air just sucks you dry. <laughs> I've had moments where like I'll just wake up, go to brush my teeth, and my lip will just start bleeding. Oh. It'll just tear because it's oh. so dry. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, because humans aren't meant to live in the yeah. desert. I'm Brian. really not selling Vegas very well to you guys. <laughs> Um, that's just the, just get a humidifier and some chapstick and you're good. Just keep talking about the zero, zero state income tax. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, right here, whatever you're paying for, wherever you're living, you can get a mansion. I guarantee you. Yeah. I mm-hmm. know. I've seen your place, Ryan. Okay. No, I'm, but if for, it doesn't mean it's expensive, it's cheap. That's my point. No, I know. I know. It's, yeah. it's ridiculously cheap. It's there. so expensive here. It's ridiculous. I almost cried when, um, our friend, uh, Jacob told me mm-hmm. how much he pays for his uh, apartment, apartment which is like pretty much like the same apartment as me and my husband <laughs> like I teared teary eyed because he's like oh I, sp- I spend like this much I'm like that's like a quarter of what I pay yeah that's just how it is Vegas is just a great place to live I mean it's not a place that a human can live without a lot of um, uh, we've talked about this before if things were to go you can't swear in here right no you can if shit were to go down and the we were, we were talking about this with the guys. Uh, if just the AC went out, I think we'd all die. <laughs> like, literally, like, how could you live the, right in, during the summer? Yeah. If the AC went out, I think you'd see, like, half of Vegas dead. I could be, I mean, maybe there's another way. I don't know. But think about it. Like, what, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, go to your car and turn on the AC. Like, people, most people be worried about, like, oh, there's going to be riots, looting, like, get your guns or whatever, you know, like protect yourself, zombie apocalypse, whatever. But really it's just, they just got to get rid of the AC and everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you see everyone's yeah. sitting down on the sidewalk. Yeah. There's, what do you do at that point? That's it's true. You're just, you're just hot mm-hmm. and you can't really do anything about being hot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Those resort pools are already pretty populated and gross. It oh yeah. They're, they're everyone disgusting. in Vegas in them. I don't know if people know this, but I'm still making ragging on Vegas. But at the clubs, those pools during day parties, they're one of the filthiest things because people are pissing in them. And like, oh. well, now we know piss is not that bad. Well, uh, but the you, beer and all kinds of stuff is getting in that. Would you like, rather disgusting. lick the toilet bowl rim or would you rather drink a cup of a, a, a day club pool water? I know it's worse, <laughs> but I'd probably drink the cup just for the thought. Probably wouldn't I know there's piss bad. in the yeah because it's diluted, but yeah. there's also like you no know, people were really getting sick because I think of the su- the sunscreen in it. We're not sick, but like rashes and stuff. Oh. Everyone's sunscreen was like going into the oh, pool water. And, yeah, yeah, that was an issue for a bit. I don't know how they <laughs> fixed it. They probably didn't. They probably didn't. Yeah, it's disgusting. They just put more chlorine in it. But yeah, come to Vegas, spend your money. As <laughs> 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 if Vegas really needs it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a good I had a good time visiting uh, you in, in Vegas. Uh, you let me stay at your place. Mm-hmm. Um, your your mom your mom also lives with you, half, right? Half, half of the, the time? year. Okay, yeah. and uh, she's she, she's so lovely. I love your mom. Uh, she made some awesome food. We had partied a little bit the night the night that I was there, and then I mm-hmm. s- stayed over. And then in the morning, she made us all loco mocos, mm-hmm. which I have never had before. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Man, California. You've been to Hawaii. I feel like, yeah, and there's some like there's locomos like locomocos everywhere now. I know. I just don't. I anyway. Okay. Yeah. It's uncultured. I have discovered that it <laughs> is probably one of the best hangover foods in the world because it's rice, a hamburger patty, gravy, egg, 
and just smothered in gravy. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's it's the it's the best hangover food because you eat it and then you're like, oh, I immediately need to go to sleep yeah, again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And uh, your mom, yeah, well, actually, even when I when I got to your house, like your mom had made like all this food mm. and she's like, eat, 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 eat. She, she does that, especially when people are coming. Yeah. Like normally, like uh, if I if she wasn't there and there was like a shoot, I have to remind myself. Well, oh, I gotta put some stuff out, like some snacks. But I don't make food. I don't know how. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice when she's there because there's there's actually crafty. So what do you do when she's not there half the year? We just starve. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's no, we just that's... had snacks. I don't know things that are, don't need to be cooked. I have hot pockets and stuff in the freezer. I'm like, just grab one. You know how to make it. But when when she's there, it's like you bulk up for the winter. You <laughs> when know? she's there, I definitely gain weight. Yeah. During that time, when she's gone, I slim down instantly. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm actually encouraged to like diet because I'm like, I don't need to, I'm not even hungry. So a lot of times, it's just the problem about having someone who cooks is like, you're not going to say no, right? If there's good food there, but like, you're not necessarily hungry. Yeah. And that's why I gain weight. She made enough food for uh, like 20 people <laughs> yep. and there was maybe five of us there. Yep. It um, happens. It was, it was great. And and so your mom, your mom, like, is your, I mean, she's like kind of like your business manager or kind of like, what would you, what would you consider her like in the, in, on yeah, like I would your, say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she hands, handles a lot of my, I mean, I have an accountant, but she like works. She, she was an accountant. So she like helps me with all that stuff. We used to have managers, I had managers here and there. And, um, I don't know, just, I mean, there's nobody you can trust more. Right. And you have to, if someone's looking after your business, you want them to be very trustworthy. So yeah. it was always easier to just have her there. Yeah. Um, and then she retired. So it was like easy for her. Okay. So she didn't, so she, she was already going to retire and yes. then she was like, oh, I could. But even when she was working, she was still, when I was like in high school, she was still like helping with that kind of stuff. Cause like, we didn't know, and she didn't know what she was doing either. <laughs> you know, we were like, we used to take crazy deals. I did a movie awful. Can I we think talk I can about legally that? say that it was bad. I don't know if I'm not supposed to say it was bad, actually. I don't remember the contract. But <laughs> we made this movie, independent, yeah. very independent. and Ryan and Sean's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> God, I'm not saying it is that. There's a bunch of movies that could have been made. That's true. Okay, um, I'm just going to say it was Ryan and Sean's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. But, yeah. but you don't have to confirm nor deny that it's that movie. I can say the truth about that is that we were excited. Sean and I were excited that... It was a movie. Yeah, of course. So, so naturally, and we're from Hawaii, right? We're like, we're, this and this was like 2007 ever. or 2008. It was around, yeah, 2008, I would say. So we're just excited, right? And normally, this is the first time I'm we're gonna do a script that I'm not writing. Not that I knew how to write actual scripts back then, but half the when we got it, we were just memorizing versus actually reading because I didn't understand half the jokes and like I didn't. There were all movie references to like things. Sean and I weren't born when it like came out, so. What? We just had no idea about the creative. My mom and I, and of course, Sean and his parents didn't know what they were doing either. So um, we did it. Things that we know better now, but I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I think we all, I think we all did. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to say that. Let's talk about that. That Smosh the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say that Smosh the movie was, was a masterpiece. It was for us. It was like, we took the opportunity to do something that was beyond ourselves. Right. And and for us, like, how often are you going to get that opportunity? So whether or not it was perfect, I don't, I don't regret doing it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that definitely enjoyed it. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that definitely didn't enjoy it. That's fine. Yeah. Like I had a, I had a good time. I met people 
that like I I'm still friends with like the makeup artist that that I that worked on the shoot. Yeah, I had a good time. I'm the not costumer. saying costumer. I use her all the time now. Oh, sorry, the costumer. Oh, oh yeah. that's who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Angela. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Shout out Angela. Yeah. Shout out Angela. I've never met her, but <laughs> she sounds great. It was just a it was a wild experience and they it's a good th- experience. and they threw like yeah. this like crazy premiere like they they like rented out like this this theater that I've been to for legit movie premieres. They like closed down the road. They had a red carpet. They paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, <laughs> and that was not out of our that was not out of our right. wallets. Does that mean you lost a lot of control though? Because they paid for it. Well, so yeah, so it was like co-produced between between Defy Media and uh, Awesomeness. So we had we had. Some, we had a lot of say in the writing of it, but we didn't have the actual, we didn't have like true, true control. We could give notes and stuff, but we didn't have like absolute control. And it was also, I don't know how many movies are made this way, but we were basically given a deadline for the movie to be finished before we had a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like even before we had a script, right, right. they're basically like, this movie has to be done at this point. And we're like, well, we don't have a. I think that's normal, though, right? Movie, is that normal? I think so. For a movie, I mean, when just... I did my book, it was like that. It was not ready to be like. It wasn't. It could have used more work, <laughs> but it was like you. It this is the date. Yeah, you signed up for this, so. Yeah, it was just kind of funny to be given given the opportunity to do a movie without ever having talked about That was a huge opportunity a though. Like you guys got like a crazy budget. Like you said, you had the premiere thing. Like that's- I mean, it wasn't a crazy budget for a movie. Compared to other people <laughs> independent, like compared to- <laughs> like your, That's like your first real like movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For your first movie, that's a crazy budget. I would say. Yeah. I mean, we had- Can you f- say what the budget was? Can I say? Yeah. I mean, it was like a million dollars. Oh, I thought it was more than that. No. Oh. Well, so, that's still a lot. But I, I thought it was more than that. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we had to film for the in, premiere. Like that's expensive. That was a separate. That was budget. a separate budget, mm. I guess. And I mean, we. I mean, I think the movie. I think the movie made it made its money back because of an. I mean, I shouldn't get too deep into the details because I don't know what I really can say. But yep. yeah, it was it was a fun experience. We had to shoot the whole movie in fifteen days. That was the okay. crazy. That was the yeah, crazy that's, part. That's pretty crazy. So everything <laughs> super low budget. Yeah, everything okay. that you guys that you guys see in that movie was shot in fifteen freaking days. That's what we did for the movie we did. Yeah, it was like two weeks. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing a trailer for for Ranchons, mm-hmm. and we're not saying that this is the movie you're talking about. This is not. It's something else. It's something else. I just remember just being very confused. <laughs> I also remember being confused. While reading the script, yeah, yeah, I was confused throughout a lot of it, but I was just like, "Free trip, yeah, barely got paid, but free trip." <laughs> it's it's just those kind of things that you like look back and you're like, "That's so fucking crazy that that happened." I know. I mean, but it's an opportunity that it that, was a like, learning experience, and I think like regardless of of whether or not it, you think it's good now, like I think your viewers are still excited about the fact that you got to make a movie, whether or not they saw it or whether or not. I hope not. <laughs> I, hope, I hope us talking about it doesn't make people go see it with that said let's do a, lo- a watch party it's, it's one of those it That's should be it. one of those things you know one of those w- w- the cult uh cult classic cult oh, classics yeah. where it's so bad the that room yeah, yeah it could be that I That's great. I mean when we talked before I was mm-hmm. saying I want to get a watch party for 
for that movie and <laughs> and in turn maybe maybe for one of the terrible things that I was involved in. You want to get a what? An intern? No, no, like get a, like a watch party going. Oh, a watch the, party. Yeah. yeah. Of of maybe that movie and then I did I voiced like a really a really bad animated movie. Is this a secret movie that you didn't talk about? What is this? No, I I had a I promoted it, but a bad movie. I mean, I'm yeah, it's probably animated bad. movie. What did he? Not was Angry Birds. Bur- not oh, Angry Birds. Okay. Angry Birds is pretty good. It's yeah, a pretty no, good that's movie. I was like, oh, you yeah, didn't it's like it. Yeah, sequel. I know, which I was not invited back to. <laughs> really? Yeah, but Anthony was. Wow, <laughs> wow, Angry Birds. Yeah, now Wait, I'm why? an angry bird. Yeah, you should be. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't hit me like up. your voice. Um, that might have been it. Uh-huh. I feel like maybe I didn't find. You don't an really exact have a voice. bird. You're more of a cat voice, <clears throat> anyway. Cat voice. Yeah. yeah. You think so? Mm. All right. Angry cats hit me yeah. up. Angry yeah. cats. When you did your cat impression. I was like, oh, that's loud, but also very good. <laughs> that was a very good impression. That was your audition. <laughs> yeah. You're hired for the yeah. cat orgy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I hit up one of the producers. I DM'd him, and I was like, I sent him. I, I wrote an obituary for my for my bird and sent it to him. As a joke. <laughs> Wait, you actually did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were making a joke now. No, Why? no. I, I, I DM'd him, I DM'd him a, an obituary when, because I saw, I saw Anthony recorded for it. Oh. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? Where's, where's, why didn't anyone hit Do me you up? you see Anthony anymore? Because he lives down, well, I shouldn't say where he lives. <laughs> he lives <laughs> this down is his south address. in Texas. <laughs> he used to live downtown LA. He doesn't live Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go downtown because that's where he lives. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Do you still hang out at all? I mean, not that much. Um, I mean, we haven't we haven't talked in a little while. I think that he's he's been really busy. I've been really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't talk a whole lot. Yeah, but you might see him at VidCon though. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, because because when when he left when he left Smosh, that was that was right before the last VidCon. So that was that was kind of weird because it, it was like fresh, and I think some of the people going to VidCon didn't even know that we had like split. Uh-huh. So there was like, I think there was like uh, maybe like one person, one or two people like in the meet and greet that were like, where's Anthony? Uh, like, ooh. Yeah. But it, but yeah, it was just. But you guys had already, like that was your public announcement, but you guys already have talked probably way before that, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to keep it a secret though. Right. For, for quite a while. That was a year ago. A little over a year ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. So where is Anthony? Just kidding. Um, Sorry. I'll tell you exactly where he <laughs> I'm is. Just He's behind this curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Viral. Yeah. Instant viral. Okay, well, speaking of secrets, you kept your girlfriend secret for three years, two years? Mm, about three. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. It wasn't really a secret. It just wasn't announced. Like, if people really wanted to... Like people knew, but if they really cared to know, they could find. Pictures. I mean, it had to have been a secret because I just didn't announce it. I mean, you didn't post a lot of like photos with her, right? You yeah, that's true. It was kind of like, hey, let's not like put like our arms I around think each in- other. Initially, yeah, initially, but then after about a year, we. I mean, I I don't post those kind of pictures anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I barely post. I need to start posting more. I need to start taking pictures. I never remember to take pictures when I do things. Dude, I'm so bad with Instagram. I'm too. the opposite of what people say, like, oh, go enjoy the thing. But, like, I really need to stop enjoying things when I go to them. <laughs> like, I need to think need about to my business. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I go to places that are actually really cool and I forget to, like, and I regret it. 
I forget to take the picture. And once I leave, I'm like, damn it, I should have done something. Or even us hanging out, I probably would have forgot. Have we not? I probably will still forget to take a picture with you guys, but I should. And we should. We got, we got that picture of us eating udon. Oh, yeah. We did the... Uh, we did um, the Lady and Tramp yep. thing with the udon mm, mm-hmm. in Vegas. That was really interesting. That's a photo moment. Uni, you got to get that on pasta, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about you? Any movies you want to make? Did you make a well, movie you, yet? Did you just change the subject? I'm oh, talking wait, about well, you I, keeping your girlfriend yeah, a secret well, for yeah. three I was, years. No, I was, was, was going to ask. That was a, ho- that was we a hard about. turn. So, okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, it's not, it, it's, yeah, it was, it was a secret for in the beginning. Yeah. Um, was the worry just that the, the viewers were going to get like too crazy about, like get too involved about. Mm. Not really. It was just more for us initially because it, it started off really like casual and we didn't want to announce something and then like, oh, we're not together anymore. Yeah. You know? And then like, oh, we got to make another thing. <laughs> it's you know, so, it's, it happens, but. The, yeah. the, just the fact that the vocabulary is, oh, we never announced it. Like as if you have to announce <laughs> yeah. a relationship is a really interesting thing because it's like, what do you announce usually? Engagement and wedding, right? You don't have to be like, this is. I'm announcing to the world this is my girlfriend, and it's weird that that's a position that mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah, I don't know a lot of people find themselves in. It's because yeah. people put we put our lives out there, right? So like if we're not putting such an important part of our life, it kind of feels like you're lying mm. a little bit. And I did feel a little bit of that, but like that's why I never said if someone asked me if we were dating in person, I, I would tell them the truth. Like fans have asked it before, and, and you just told be them straight together. up, yeah, because we'd be to get they'd see us together, right? And then they would some post pictures and stuff. And I mean, I never told him to take it down. So like, mm. if you really wanted to find it, you could, but I, we're not just going to go announce it. Uh, how private are you about, about your sort of like personal life? Like, and, and did, has that changed throughout the years or have you always been like this sort of like, you've always kind of followed the same sort of like guidelines of like what you reveal about your personal life? I'm pretty private. I would say. Yeah. For the most part, I, I've always been like that though. From even when I was like, uh, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm just, I've always been private, I guess. I feel like I've become a little less private as a result of the podcast. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's, but I feel like this is, is a better sort of like invasion of privacy than, than if I were to be daily vlogging or whatever. Cause that's a lot of the daily vlogging stuff is, is a lie. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is my daily life, but it's not really. Yeah. And with podcasts, we're just kind of like talking about the things that happen in our life. And, right. you know, it's, I don't know, I think it's, it's a different kind of invasion of privacy that yeah. I'm, that I'm a little bit more okay with. I'm not showing people my, my, you know, inside of my house every day and like my daily routines. Right. Cause I feel like, I feel like you and I are kind of on the same page in regards to privacy of like, I don't want everyone to know everything about me or like project this sort of like fake image of my daily life. Cause that's, that's none of their business because it's weird when a stranger knows everything about you or when they think they know everything about you, but they don't. So I think we've always, I think we've always kind of been on the same page. What about, what about you, Mari? I mean, I think I've, you know, I follow suit with, um, with, with like watching you and Anthony, like that you guys were my first, like, inlet into this world and so I think I really took to heart like how you guys um do things but with that said you know I mean I was open with with the audience about me and Pete since the very beginning you know I mean I think that's that's partly me being really naive about like where all of this was gonna go 
Um, like I'd never imagined that I'd be sitting here nine years later. Also, it was just kind of like establishing from the very beginning, like who I was. Like I wasn't gonna be like a thirst trap or something. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like make myself look like I'm single for all these years. Um, but Mari said we were talking about how stalkers are a real big problem on YouTube, especially for women. Literally every girl YouTuber or influencer that mm -hmm. I've talked to has had serious stalker problems. People yep. that are messaging them constantly, emailing them. Uh, some people get hundreds of emails a day from the same person. Mm -hmm. uh, just really terrible stuff. Or worse, like coming, showing up, finding their locations, their yep. house and stuff like that. It's it's crazy that it happens. It's very scary. It's a real thing. And um, you don't even have to be a big influencer to get a stalker either. Because I've seen I've seen pages of people with like five thousand followers on Twitter, and they've talked about having stalkers. Mm. I think one thing that that I've been good at from the beginning that you guys taught me is to not feed into people. You know, like negative people or whatever. Because in the beginning. As we all know, there was a lot, but I think it's just like, I just don't respond. I respond to all the people who are saying cool things and nice things. So yeah. that's kind of what a stalker is though. They're like, so in love, right? Uh, Those are all the stands. It's mm. right. It can differ. Mm. Like there's, there's some pretty, there's some pretty violent stalkers out there mm. that, um, oh, that's goes, true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I will say all the people who ever like found my place, all the different homes that I like moved from, yeah. they found all of them. But like, it's always been the ones I've seen some girls, but it's always been guys like coming to like, really, yeah. really? other house. Surprising. Have you been to the other one run before where I live now? I think so. It's like the three story, but it's like very small, like not small, but it's like tall. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, well, that one, uh, because there's multiple floors, I felt safer. I was never on the bottom floor. But I have cameras set up and I could always see like kids coming up to the door and trying to like take pictures in the windows and stuff. Yeah. So even part of that is like normally people don't have to worry about keeping their shades down and stuff, right? But if kids are coming and take pictures inside your house, who knows <sighs> what you're doing at the time. So I always, my house was always dark. I'd say mm. the, those people are less stalkers than they are clueless or disrespectful. It, yeah, they weren't, they weren't stalkers, but um, generally the people who would actually come up to the house were, were guys. I found more than more often than not. Yeah, back in the day when people found out where the Smosh house was, it was, it was mostly girls. Yeah, yeah, and then some parents. The parents were the worst because it's like you you should have you should know better. Yeah, you should definitely <laughs> freaking know better. Parents yeah. would come with their kids. Yeah, it's oh. like the what that what what is that um Jake Paul house or oh Team Ten house? Yeah, they were bringing their. I mean, they advertised that true. house though. Actually, I don't really fall. I don't know that. <laughs> I didn't really follow that. I but, just heard that was an issue. Yeah, I mean, they, they made that house, like, very obviously known that that mm. was their place, and they filmed mm. outside it. Not that I'm saying that they deserved all those people being outside their house, but they made it very publicly known right. where they lived. And I think they also used that as a publicity vehicle to show, like, look how many people know mm. about us, and mm. look how famous we are. Like, it's it's kind of like a... It's a way to legitimize themselves as well. There's also a sense of security when there's like multiple people living at your house as opposed to a, your actual private house. Yeah. It's like if they're using that as a tool and everybody there knows that it's for production, then there's a, there's a little bit more security knowing that there's more people. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's a very different situation. Don't go to people's houses. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Um, skit versus sketch. Huh? Skit versus sketch. I'm not 100% sure what that means. Is it a skit or is it a sketch? What? Do you make skits or sketches? I don't know. 
Would you call what you do a skit? Or would you call what you do a sketch? Is this a skit? I know. This is looks, this part This of looks it? like a skit. This sounds like a sketch. Actually, is there a difference? Because I don't really know what that means. I don't know what a sketch is, actually. What is so a you sketch? You always call it a skit. I think I do say skit. Interesting. I actually don't know the difference either. Yeah, I think what does sketch mean? I don't think there's a difference. I don't I thought know we were playing a, a game just now. That's all I was trying to figure out what you're doing. No, because I always call it a sketch. <laughs> I like, think of a skit as like uh, like something that you do at like a like like a camp talent show or something. Like, isn't that like a skit? I've never been to a camp talent show. I haven't either, <laughs> oh, but I've seen either. it in the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got to. Go. I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, what's a sketch then? I I always refer to what we do as a sketch. Yeah, like, I just. Oh yeah, I'm a sketch. Comedian. This is when we, you just start to unravel because you're like, "What is it that I do? Yeah. Who am I?" <laughs> we might be talking. It might be the same thing for all we know. I think it is. Yeah, I don't know. What we made just, you ask that though? I'm curious. I don't know. We wrote it down because like some people call them <laughs> skits, some people call them sketches. We just didn't. Yeah, that isn't. Yeah. I mean, I never. I don't. I don't think I've ever said sketch. Yeah, I think I have, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, I thought it was like the same thing. You, you're posting your podcast on your main channel. Mm-hmm. Now, now it seems like there's less skits you're creating. Yeah. Um, is that, was that intentional or did you not see like the focus shifting like that or was that planned? I, s- I still wanted to do, I still wanted to leave it open that I was gonna, I could do other things and we are working on different things. But for me, I was at that point where I was like, I need to either take a break or like change stuff up. Well, either take a break or stop completely or change things up because I was just like kind of, I was like, it's not that I was over it. It was, I don't, I like making like the bigger videos. It's just because it takes so much longer. And like I said, I always want to top myself. So it's going to take, it's going to get crazier and crazier. Yeah. We weren't able to do that without like taking off a lot of time. And if you take off that time, you know, by the time your video comes out, you have no like push to it. Like you have no, uh, you're not feeding the algorithm, right? I think I think frequency is less important on YouTube now. It, it yeah, but it's, I mean that. What I mean is that I didn't. I was I had to change something. Either I was going to stop doing it, or you, I had to do something else. Were you feeling burnout? For sure, yeah. Um, and and it was the thing is I didn't mind the burnout like for a long time because it, it was exhausting and I felt that. But back like even a few years ago, even though you were doing it, you would still see the results from it. Like if you put in all this work, you know, you're going to get some kind of like reward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you'll get the viewership, but because of the way YouTube is now, you don't get that reward. So there's mm-hmm. no point. It was like very demoralizing to work so hard on something that you could have just made like five vlogs and <laughs> got like five times the views, you know, like it's, it's very demoral. It's just the way YouTube is like, but like you have to feed the system, right? It was just, it's hard to do and then not have any type of reward. I think that also comes down to putting your value on the views rather than trusting in your own content mm-hmm. and knowing that if you stay, if you stay doing what you're passionate about, your viewers are going to respect that. And, and your, mm-hmm. and your viewers will understand if you need to take more time to make videos, as long as those videos, I mean, like, cause you've created such consistent quality content, like from, from the beginning, like you've been so consistent with, with your writing and just the, the kind of crazy shit that you've done there. There's such a massive amount of respect that I've seen from your viewers, like in your comments and everything, like whenever you do put out a skit or a sketch, like <laughs> you see that in the comments, they're like, mm-hmm. like, they're like, Ryan is the only person on here that's still of quality. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yes, yeah. So it's like, 
when we do those types, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely understand, like, it's, it's really easy to look at, you know, another YouTuber and say, well, I mean, they, they put in way less or like, or I can put in less, less effort and get the same amount of views. Mm-hmm. But I think longevity wise, like you, you got to just trust in the content you're making. Yeah. And I think for me, it's not that I wanted to stop doing that. It's just like, it's either I was going to completely take that break or, or just find something else, or I got to fill this time with other things that I will keep this channel alive and be able to keep paying my guys basically until we can do these bigger things. And for me, it was just literally, I, I call it my break, even though we're still making things, it's a break for me. Cause I'm not like stressing every single day about like, man, this is like, I'm always writing, but it's never like, I'll, if I can't find something that's like topping what I did or something I've already done, then it's like really stressful. Because yeah. you could spend like 10 hours writing straight and have nothing, right? It's like if you're doing a stop motion, you do 10 hours of stop motion, at least you see some progress, but you could be writing for 10 hours straight and be like, this is all crap. So it's just like it, not having that stress has been nice. So you've noticed, do you feel like you've, you're mentally in a better place right now than you've been for the past couple of years? I would say yes, because it, I, I don't have to worry about that. Not that I don't want to do it anymore, but like I got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. So I think now I'm starting to like itch to do crazier things again, but I need that feeling. Like I always tell people like, they always say, oh, what do you you want to do next? And I would always say, well, I need to get bored to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Like what's next for you? And like, I don't have time to be bored, but now I have some time to be bored. So it's like, you know, it's kind of nice to have that itch to want to do more again when like it it was becoming a chore. Yeah. And it just, like, I could, I felt like I was just putting out things that I've done in the past that worked versus, like, what I was saying, why I started and, like, trying to top myself. It, it, it was, it's nice to, like, see it from the, this perspective because I wouldn't have, if I kept doing it, I don't think I would have discovered that. Yeah, I mean, the YouTube algorithm doesn't exactly reward, you know, taking a step, to. taking a step back, mm-hmm. taking time and putting out something big. That's that's why I missed the homepage. Remember when it was like most liked, most well, favorited. Yeah, but that was also when there was like <laughs> 10 of us uploading on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. We used to like fight over spots basically. <laughs> yeah, no, like straight up. It was it was a very different place. There was, mm-hmm. and but I mean like Took YouTube. Took it for granted back then. <laughs> I don't see it there. But it was such a good system because you knew, like now if you click trending, half of those videos aren't trending really. Like, right. I don't know how they get there. Uh, you guys might know more than I do, but I was just like, this video has 10,000 views and it's, I click on it because maybe it's really good and it's not. And I'm just like, but why is it here? I don't understand it. I mean, YouTube finally admitted that there is some human intervention oh, in that really? trending page. They finally, <laughs> it's finally. It's not just the machines learning. Yeah. I mean, there this, is a part yeah. of that. There is definitely a part of that. But But they do, I think, you know, YouTube's direction has always been towards tv they want to be mm-hmm. the they want to be the next tv so right. they have to promote things that are going to reflect that yeah. better so promoting jimmy fallon or mm. the next big music video is more in that direction than than promoting the things that get a lot of views like um you know Viral last the first whatever. person to eat this cup of shit wins yeah mm. it's safe for them yeah. And yeah. as as they've gotten bigger, it's become more corporate. And it's yeah. like, from an outsider's perspective, you understand. But then at the same time, it's like, you know what YouTube is capable mm-hmm. of. And you, you know the communities it's capable of. And it's... It was yeah. bound to yeah. happen. I mean, it was bound to happen once money gets involved. And 
at the same time, you can't really complain. I wouldn't do, if I was in charge of YouTube, I don't know what I would do differently. Aside, aside from fix the claiming issues. And I think they just rolled out something yesterday, but now Mm -hmm. this will be a month or so ago. They just rolled out some fixes to the claiming issues. Mm -hmm. Um, now people that will, uh, copyright claim your video have to prove where on the timeline you, they infringed, and now mm. you can actually remove the audio out of that section. All oh, right, right. So they're actually they they're 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 getting better, but YouTube is obviously they're pressed with this problem of now everybody wants to be a YouTuber, mm-hmm. mm. and now there's billions of hours of of video being uploaded to YouTube a year or whatever. So I don't know how you make how you make that fair mm-hmm. right. for the quote unquote True. creators. So they're well, and it's also important to remember that it is a free platform that people have like yep. huge opportunities to, to make something of themselves. Like literally anyone can post on it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a good reminder that, that at any point, like they could shut it down. There yeah. could be zero yep. YouTube from now on, you know? So, and, and I re like, we, we have always kept our stuff PG 13, because like you're you were looking at the things on YouTube, of course the adpocalypse happened. It had to happen at mm-hmm. some point because we were, we saw videos and we're like, oh man, like at some point like some Coca Cola representative is gonna go on this video that has a Coke ad and it's gonna be like a you know like back in the day like old Shane Dawson content where he's like mm. you know making like all these like period Isn't jokes. That crazy about how how he developed his career. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so crazy? Well, if you want to talk about like making movies, mm-hmm. did you did you I see I saw it? clips of like the the uh, watermelon bit and like Are you talking about Shane's thing? Yeah, not cool. Yeah. 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 There, I didn't see the full movie. I just saw a lot of clips from it. There's a there's a there's a part where a guy is eating shit and um <laughs> and then also a part where a guy uh smashes his penis against a window and we saw I saw it we went to a theater screening of it mm-hmm. and, and it's full frame penis against the window. So you're looking at this like three story high <laughs> dick just smearing against a window. And I'm like, all right. But I think that was kind of like the turning point for Shane. Like after yeah. that, he, I think he started, well, no, he did like the podcast, which he's still kind of paying for mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. <laughs> of all the right. crazy shit he said on there. Yeah. But it is kind of nuts, like how he's, how he's been able to pivot. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's People crazy. grow up. People grow up. And then it's also like, again, there is no roadmap for YouTube. And it's like people are figuring it out. And sometimes it takes people like 10 years to be like, oh, I shouldn't make that anymore. Let's pivot. Yeah. And sometimes people inherently know. It's like, you just, you just don't know. Yeah. YouTube had to grow up at some point and, and. The problem is there's growing pains. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to excuse everything YouTube's done, but I understand a lot of it. Yeah, I get it. Like, and look, like creators will complain all they want. I think also like a lot of creators think they're they're bigger than they really are. Like YouTube mm-hmm. doesn't need any of us. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they they do just fine yep. without without the top 100 channels. There'd be mm-hmm. another 5,000 channels there eager to replace them. Yep. So, I. I realize my place in the universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, for me, YouTube in the Googleverse. <laughs> yeah, for me, YouTube is a wonderful tool, and I feel very grateful for the the sort of like opportunities that they've given us. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is a tool. They're looking to make money, and I'm looking to you know grow my business. And yeah. you know, I'd love to work with them as much as I possibly can. They're not perfect, but 
Neither are we. <laughs> they just need a competitor. That's what they need. I know that that's that's been the luckiest help thing everyone. for them because mm-hmm. yeah. they they don't have. There's nobody like people have tried. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, had, you had the vessel. Remember that vessel came through and like tried to bankroll a bunch of YouTubers <laughs> yeah. into being on their platform. Mm-hmm. Right. That lasted for six months. Yeah, it's it's just all. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, any final thoughts, Ryan? Final thoughts. Um. I don't know. I don't know what you expected walking in here. I hope. Wait, I have a final thought. Oh, what's mm. that? Ninja milk. Oh yeah. Let's say hello oh, ninja I forgot. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to bring because I still have some at my house. I was going to oh, bring some and I forgot. I could. I can send you more. Please. For the simple price. Um, go ahead. Your soul. You no, go ahead. Do your pitch. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I'm. I created a energy drink called Ninja Milk, and you guys. Well, you guys were both at the. You guys mm-hmm. were both at the um, opening thing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Party, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something I was bus- I've been working on for like a long time. Like three uh, years, right? Yeah. It's, it was just, it was it was tough because we couldn't, it was such a different thing because there's a little bit of dairy in it. Um, a small amount because, you know, a lot of Asians specifically get really afraid of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of lactose intolerant Yeah, Asians. but like my, we've tested it on a lot of people. I'm not saying that it's, you're not going to have a reaction, but a lot of people are fine because it's so small. Um, but because there's a little bit of dairy and it's an energy drink, and it's, it doesn't sound like it goes together. And also, there's no place in the U.S. that basically allows that. Like, literally no production um, places do that. Yeah. So we, have to, we had to make it, like, in the Netherlands. That took forever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's finally launched, and I'm happy with it. So. And it's delicious. Yeah, so it's good. good. I didn't pay them to say that. No, it's so good. good. Thanks, guys. I love, I love that, uh, that you, at your launch party... You you guys hired like a mixologist and figured yeah. out like <laughs> alcoholic ways like ways to make it like yeah. an alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I'll I had, be honest though, I didn't. I don't like sweet drinks. Yeah, like I, I I know it's not too sweet though. Yeah, I wasn't a. I'm not a big fan. I like it by itself, but when you start mixing with things, I, I wasn't a big fan of those drinks. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, the alcoholic. Other, I I other the, people liked it, but I didn't. I didn't personally. It's I, a fun thing to be able to do. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think most people would think about it unless it was yeah. already done. Right. I was told it's good with soju. Oh. I actually haven't tried it yet, but I should. Well, I'm a fan. Uh, I think I think that's so cool that you're able to do this thing that's like like outside of what you normally do. Yeah. And just try something different. What can we What can we expect from uh, from the channel in the next year or so? Um. So we just. Well, the reason why I'm here is because we just launched our LA podcast. Because I found it was... Oh, uh, what? Yeah, it's uh, it's basically the same thing. But right now, temporarily, it's at David's house. Okay. Um, so it's not all fancy like this. <laughs> and we need... we Well, I, I shouldn't say we... We got free mics. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys got good, you guys got good equipment. But yeah, we, we had a setup here because we found like nobody wants to... Other than Ian wants to come out to Vegas to do a podcast. Yeah. So, Are you um, surprised by that, Ryan? No, I mean like I was doing my sales pitch when people come up like, you know how cheap this place is and you know how little taxes we pay? <laughs> no, but I... Um, yeah, everybody is here. So we had to do a setup here as well. I like to think that you're getting a referral from like... Like a referral kickback from like the city I of wish. Las Vegas. I, I've pitched very well. I've gotten... Okay, only one other YouTuber out there, <laughs> but my sales pitch was on point through a DM. So nice. Yeah, I'm still thinking you guys at some point, you know, you could you could have a podcast out there. 
Wait, you move yeah. yours to LA and we move ours to Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Because the community is just going to build out there, you know? Like, there's just going to be more and more YouTubers. Yeah, when they find they... out how great it is. Yeah, until they run out of water. We have water. Or <laughs> AC. Yeah, we run out of AC, then we're screwed. Yeah. You're so yeah. worried about the apocalypse, Ian. I know. I'm a prepper. No. Are you really? No. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I yeah, I got my vault in New Zealand. I'm gonna take my private jet there when the apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a long jet ride. You know, there's like a lot of people doing that. Sorry, that that's that's a whole other topic that we don't Next have time. That's a real thing, though. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. Damn, I did not think that we would get you here in L.A. This is <laughs> now. Been, I will be here more. Because, I hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love getting Korean barbecue with you. Let's yeah, do that more. I know. I know. It's fun. We'll mix some soju with ninja milk and see if that's yes. true or not. Let's do it. Well, thank you so much, Mari. Thank you also for, mm-hmm. for being on here. Yeah. Um, up. Wow. This has been great. I hope I didn't um, you don't sound dig very into your personal. About us. No, oh, this I'm. This has been great. This is, this <laughs> this is his wind down. Voice. This is my earnest, oh, okay. this is my earnest <laughs> voice. This is when I'm calming down. I'm coming off the high of mm-hmm. having this lovely podcast with you. Ryan Higa, Mari Takahashi. This is where he falls asleep. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Also, uh, we still have our shirts in store, Smosh.store. We got some awesome stuff. Uh, I don't know what we're selling right now because this is happening a month in advance. Do we possibly still have some summer game shirts that are left over? I don't know. Maybe not. Ryan Higa, thank you so much. If you guys haven't checked out his YouTube channel, Niga Higa. He's making awesome stuff. Go check it out, please. Thanks for having me. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast. If you're not yet subscribed on iTunes or any of the other podcast apps, please do so. Also, uh, YouTube, uh, Smoshcast, subscribe on there. Punch that notification bell. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, thank you guys so much. Loco Moco? Loco Moco. Loco Moco. Sorry. <laughs>